I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Say podcast. We have a win finally to talk about for Sunderland at the weekend, beating our old friends Wigan. And we have a game against Blackburn Rovers midweek. So we will talk about that as well. We're going to try and rattle through it uh, as quickly as we can. Um, joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, not as always, um, Matthew Keelan. Although it's getting more, more common that we manage to do in these, these crossover pods, isn't it? It's good, isn't it, really? Um, you're right. I was yes. going to do like a Gareth intro. I was going to sort of wait a bit and then go, hi, well. And then just say I've got nothing to add or anything. Yeah. 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 No no good, uh, no fancy anecdotes or anything, just to like ease the, the conversation in. Um, no. that's, saved, that's, saved, that's saved for Melissa, who also joins us, to be fair, who give us a little bit of an insight to uh, what she's going to share with everybody. So uh, I'll let you do that, Melissa. Hi. <clears throat> Hello. Affirmative. Yeah. Um, we've, we've just had the wee conversation before and it was, did you just both go to the match? You're going to have to do some bits and bobs about it. I wasn't there and I was like, well, I missed most, like half of it because I hate myself. That's why I just uh, thought it would be more fun just to stand outside in the rain instead of going into the football. It's a tale of war and a cautious tale. And I was stood outside with all the chumps because I picked up the wrong season ticket. And it was it was quite a nice, a weird experience that I've never had before going to the match. I've never done this before. And once the game's kicked off outside the ticket office, it's like, there's just like a load of like blokes, like skulking around, like cats in back alleys wearing like leather jackets in their 50s, like flipping coins and trying to play Wally and stuff like that. And I just kept looking at people and thinking, what's your story, pal? I'd love to know. But like the story was that they were queuing because they wanted to get a ticket into the football. It was probably as boring as that. But um, but yeah, it was standing outside into the rain for 35 minutes, hearing like kind of the woos and the ways from the distance and the sweets are a pound. And you just oh, it was it was it was pretty grim to be honest. But all I kept getting texts was, oh, yeah, I haven't missed much when you go to the pub. And I think you said the same to me, Matthew. And yes. I did say that I was the one in the queue doing the discourse of hey look at this rain oh hey, we should just go to the pub but shouldn't we and the guy in front of me didn't realize he didn't speak a jot of english and he just looked at us like i was absolute scum so <laughs> it was a it was an interesting one but um you did very I well not to just suck to suck it off and go to the pub because i'm uh, kind oh, of there was loads of people saying I'm that kind they of were like, thinking I'm so- that's what i probably would have done oh yeah i would love to just do that anyway i think really 
Is now a good time to reveal that I there's now a good time to reveal that I missed Wigan's goal and haven't seen it back. Also doing well between the three of us here then. Um, I missed our first goal because of the trauma of the outside world. <laughs> okay. I had to have a red half time red wine and then that took twenty five minutes yeah. for lots That's of other reasons yeah. that I would I'm not I'm not gonna be negative. But these problems that happened in the summer, probably they were a bit better. The staff were amazing in the thing, but there just wasn't anyone around. So combined, I probably missed more than half of it trying to get in and then have a red wine just to get over it all. Well, I, well, I went I went downstairs on like 35 minutes because I was getting wet and I, I was just miserable. So I just went downstairs and had a beer. And uh, so I missed the goal. It was on the tower. I wasn't even watching it. So I'll be honest, yeah. Well, I've I've done what I kind of try and make up, say, all the highlights and read read loads of like stuff that I wouldn't normally read in in, in preparation to try and like hold a conversation together. Mm. Um, I'll be honest, like when I got a text from my dad to say Charlie Wagger scored, it was very much like, of course he has, of course. Yeah, he has. and everybody mm. feed the worst. And you haven't seen you haven't seen the goal map, but it was a really good finish actually. Um, yeah, I, I don't oh, even well. want to say unlike him because uh, he got unnecessary stick. I thought a season after scoring thirty odd goals for us. Um, I thought he was crap. Like, uh, yeah, no, generally, like I know what you mean, but he still, you know, scored thirty goals really, for like, us in a season. It. Yeah, I didn't really think about it, and I genuinely did kind of think, well, he did. You forget how many goals he did score, and the guy behind me when he went off because obviously people were clapping him. Moth, myself included, like I'm not going to shirk away from that. And the guy behind me at the match shouted, Why are people clapping him? He's the enemy, he's the enemy. And I was like, He's not a Sith Lord, like he's just he scored a kind of few goals for us and then he's been poorly. Like he was going on, like he's, he's been poorly, he's been more than poorly to be fair. <laughs> well, I think like, you know, he's he hasn't just had not a very well. <laughs> he's like, I bet, I bet really well to come back from uh, what he, what he went through. Play. I bet there were a few people offended because he celebrated. I mean, he didn't go over the top, but at least he didn't do the whole, like, you know, hands up, I'm not celebrating, because that's really an annoying... I'd rather he did celebrate, like, Exactly. Well, funny, isn't it, really? Well, not now, actually. I mean, I mean, you know, the entire goal, Broadhead's done done all nine and, and showed a little bit of quality. McLean's crossed it, of course he has, and, and White scored. And at that point, the old issues were, were, were looking like they were going to um, punish us again, and the first thing you've got to say is just you're praising the players for turning around in the second half because I would have really feared for our season if we'd lost this game. I think yeah. I, I think I feel like confidence has been on a knife edge a little bit. And no, um, it was um the, the the like it was a massive half time that really I think Mowbray deserves credit for turn for like the changes he made. Well tell us about the changes then. What what was it that turned the game? Well I, I thought like Obviously, Ahmad came on, didn't he, at half-time? Gooch, well, looked to be injured, but he was. I think he's been poor for a while, to be honest. Gooch, I think he he needs a, he needs to come out of the team. Um, and I think Ahmad, the, he's like his positioning was really good, and he he's like really tenacious. He's obviously technically really good, like brilliant footballer. Man United paying loads of money for him, but I think him coming on changed the game. And obviously put Serkin out wide, or at least in the middle. And that was fairly obvious, really. Like, at least he's, wasn't, he's not a wing-back. Like, really, he's, mm. if he's going to play left-back, he plays left-back and runs from deep, and that's when he's a threat, and that's when he looks good going forward. Serkin, 
was just magnificent in the second half. Um, Ridiculous. And I think the, the changes, obviously massive credit to the players for turning it around, but I think the manager deserves a lot of credit for the changes he made at half-time. We should have got sacked Tony Mowbray. You can understand the logic, can't you, but trying at least in opposition. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, if yeah. it hasn't worked, if it hasn't worked, it hasn't worked. I mean, remember for years when everybody tried to say that Patrick Van Allen was a winger. Yeah. It's one of those. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> work like that. No, the, the runs are from deep. On the flip side, though, as well, what I think actually worked, which was the opposite of what we've done in other games when we've normally, it's because we've been behind, we didn't feel like we had a, a desperate need to kind of put a load of the young lads on towards mm. the end and kind of pep pepper the goal and kind of it's not like that wouldn't have been a good thing to do but we were so in control at that point in time there was literally no point in doing it in comparison to when we've really needed it at the end of a few games that we've had so I thought actually the decision to not do that as well in that sort of straight on loads of people coming on all at once to kind of do that was a really good decision in itself so it's a decision in not making a decision that worked well. It was the right thing to do, definitely. I think when he does that, it's complete chaos, and that's going to work. You know, one in six games when we need like to. And I think when, you, when you're winning, so. when you're winning, there's absolutely no need to bring that level of trepidation. Let's be honest, because like them players, they're going to come on and not experienced enough to see a game out against the team. Like Wigan, Wigan, not, Wigan admittedly, I thought were poor in the second half. I, I wasn't quite sure what... I thought we were great, but I wasn't quite sure what their game was in the second half, really. I think they were trying to... They, they just never looked like seeing the game out. We have a lot of credit to us for that, but I think they need a... I think, you know, my mate Max Power was abysmal, like, in midfield, and I think... He just got overran in the second half, and they needed to change that, and they just didn't. They just made changed everything else instead, and made a lot of straight swaps and that. And I thought we were just miles better than them in the second. We were just a better side than them, I think. Yeah, ultimately, really, much more individual quality than they have. I think. I mean, I know you were talking on the preview show about the million set of forwards that they have got in the squad, um, which which is, is a better case scenario than, uh, than the one we're in. Um, but I think, you know, again, another point you made, we seem to just have the beating of Wigan, don't we? We've mm. three times last season, once again this season, considering they were a team that finished above us last season as well. I feel um, like they're just easy to work out a lot of the time and they don't really play clever. Like you said, it's it's quality over quantity and that's what it just felt like with them. It was just straight swaps and it just, you can only do that for so long in the championship and I think it's really really good to see us competitive like say this time last year the two sides that went up above us we've gone and we've beat them comfortably and I think that's that says quite a lot um even compared to some of the other games we've had um we've seemed quite comfortable about teams that we were very kind of uh, concerned about playing this time last year yeah no it's good it's good I, I say it like I say I, I was just a bit concerned confidence was was well, we, balance, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was in danger of. We, we, we were talking, talking about it last week with Tom, and I think it was in danger of if we'd lost that, it was a really bad game to lose. One, because it's a team that come up with you. Two, it's because it's Wigan with all their old players, with all of our old players. And three, it's like it would have been one win in six then, I think. And you're beginning to then look down the table 
um, and think, hmm, we've now got Blackburn away and Burnley at home. Whereas you picked up, you know, three points there. Nothing's a free hit at the minute, but it's a lot, you know, if we don't beat Blackburn or Burnley, it's a lot easier to swallow now. Mm. Absolutely. I think as well, like, I know it's still October, it's mid-October, and you'd probably say that kind of a yard, good yardstick was 10 games in and then another good yardstick is going to be Christmas. But I think whilst we were getting beat, we were there down and it's still incredibly tight for points, but we were down in 15th or something. And I think, yes, we had different expectations when we came up at the beginning of the season. I'm not saying it would have been over the moon with that sort of kind of standing, but it would have been absolutely honking to undo everything we've managed to do really positively at the beginning of the season, especially with the performances we've been putting in. I think there's only one or two games, particularly maybe the Swansea game, where we haven't looked like at our best or particularly, but we still look competitive. And I think that that wouldn't have been a good representation of our start of the season being in 15th from, from where we were. So I think it was it was really, really important in hindsight. I think it would have been a shame as well, like you just, like you say, for like the striker situation to cause that really, because that is what's yeah. happened. Um, and you're just oh, looking, absolutely. I'm, just, I'm just looking at the table now, and like <laughs> we're five points off top, and it's like you're just thinking, well, say if Sims had been fit for the last couple of games, you got that um, Preston, Blackpool, Swansea could could be sitting top of the league, like as ridiculous as that sounds, considering considering the conversation we've just had of the the way the season was potentially turning round to if we hadn't won on Saturday. All of a sudden, you're thinking, God, like if we'd have turned them two home games into wins, we'd be second or third. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it gets this reputation in the championship for being the maddest league in the world. And evidently, it is because we could lose the next two and then you could be like 21st. You mm. could win them and you could be top. Like, it's, it's like, it, there's no logic to this league. There's no one particularly very good in it, I don't think, either. I think we've played some teams that, you know, it was supposed to be, yeah, we've lost games, we've lost. To Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough were honking. Like when we played them, we were just worse. Um, I don't think Swansea are great. I don't think I don't no. think I don't think Sheffield United were great. Arguably, they're probably the best team we've played. I thought Norwich were. Yeah, we battered Norwich. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Mm. And that's kind of where that pepper in the goal kind of worked at the end of that game. And you see the kind of the the effort and if you see people like Danny Bart that why does in week and we out Roberts particularly at the minute and it would just be yeah I think the main word would be it would be a real shame to see them sort of performances put in and have nothing come to fruition from it because we don't have an out and out striker uh, at the moment and it's a weird one to think about although we don't have anyone fit to do that role you wonder who's going to come out for them Sims is potentially on the Mm. outskirts but kind of thinking would it even be like, I think you have to, but there is still a little bit of a question mark as to would that actually be the right idea considering how we're playing at the moment? It's a, it's but, a weird one. I think you will. You, you have to. But there's a lot of players on that starting 11 or coming off the bench who would have a big argument to say, I've actually been doing all right. People um, think we've been fuming already if he, st- <laughs> if he starts leaving fit strikers on the bench. It's going to be a new, think, uh, be a new level of fume. I think after the, after the song and dance, the song and dance I've made about it, I think if I was to sit here and go, <laughs> actually, I think we should leave the strikers out. When... So I do actually think that we should not play 
uh, the strikers <laughs> when they come back uh, to fitness, and we should persevere with uh, no one up front. Yeah, sounds logic. God, I don't know what I just. It would be quite funny though. The thought of all of that there. <laughs> if he just left them both on the bench, played Ahmad <laughs> up front, <laughs> on his own. <laughs> God, God. Dan, think about it. Uh, I made a couple of thing points that people seem to be talking about in the in the Sunderland supporting community. Um, Max Powers throw-ins. Yeah, where um, they come from? Well, I mean, it's not quite the levels of Rory Delap when he also played for Sunderland and never took one long throw-in <laughs> during his whole time here, and then suddenly it turned into Stokes' secret weapon when they were in the Premier League, and it was just like. What? <laughs> how? What? Uh, how? And why? And I don't know they weren't to that level, but again, how does this happen? Because not like he played for one. You know, the, the the thing under Delap was well, the thing with Delap was always like, oh, Roy Keane didn't fancy it, but Max Powers had more than one manager, so it was for three be, years. Right? Yeah, so it can't just be a. <laughs> it's it's mental, isn't it? Yeah, quite like he took the first one. I was like. Why is he doing? Oh, you actually can throw it quite far, really. Um, but it didn't work, like because you know, mm. just didn't did it. But I think someone the, 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 towel. Yeah, that was be, quite funny. <laughs> they need to be like ridiculously long and good. Really, they need to be like drilled in, really. Like the laps were different because there was like arrowed. Yeah, it was like a freak. It was absolutely mental, really. The laps throw-ins, when you think about it, it was just insane. He couldn't defend against them. No, well, he used to play for throw-ins rather than corners. Yeah, that's yeah, how, like, that's yeah, how effective yeah. they were. Yeah, remember like playing. I was watching. I think we were watching Stuart once, and it, you know when a defender would slide to keep it in and knock it off for a throw-in instead of a corner, he just let it go off the corner. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I can't remember who they were playing. It's like, <laughs> I'd rather give you a corner actually than a yeah. throw-in because you're just mad. Well, I hate Stoke. <laughs> yeah, start a winning game again now. Uh, starting to work, starting to pull things around, possibly there. Um, well, he will, won't he? Because he's, you know, he's a good manager. Good manager, yeah. And there seems to be a lot of um, concern about <laughs> um, these buyback clauses that Spurs have for for Clark, but Sergan in, in particular. I don't know where the rumours come from. Or well, we knew that they had one, like. You It'd be interesting to know if there's anything like rules in place, just 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 because it just seems a bit. Surely the can't. Seems a bit surely... dodgy, doesn't it? Just that they can say, "Oh, actually, he's now going to attract a fee of in the region of like six to ten million pounds or whatever because of how well he's playing." So we'll go and buy him back for one point five million, then and we'll get that money for ourselves. I wonder if you can just. Well, do I, that I think. However... I think that, no, I think the the certain ones. Six is rumored to be six million, isn't, isn't it? it? Right. Okay. Um, which you know, like, is decent money for. I'm not saying we should sell him, but it it does seem a bit, you know, unfair that they could then do that and sell him for twenty million quid to Newcastle. Yeah. I wonder if, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you could do to stop it. Maybe to say that you know, it would have to be a new contract, daily, I guess. Yeah, so. or you, or they they have to play. They have to play in the first team before you can sell them, or they need to be. You need to recall a it back of in, time, a period or... of time. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you can't sell them until like six for another six months or something. Like I don't know, I don't know. You can understand you're... like they're kind of obviously getting older, but at the same time they've been playing well. But they're not exactly. We haven't gone up with them or anything like that. It's not like they've completely set the world alight. I think so. I find that quite strange one. 
I think Serkin could comfortably play in the Premier League. Um, I, I don't think Clark... I think, I think Clark's for as good as he's been this season. We've seen why he's here. Um, he's had games mm-hmm. where... It, it, I mean, the Middlesbrough game, like... We've seen games, we've had games like that where, yeah, he's, you know, he's going to have bad games. He's had games where he's been less, you know, quite a lot less effective, really. Um, for all he's been excellent and late, you can see why he's here. You know, Spurs, they've just, I don't think that, I don't think Spurs will be buying Clark back. Serkin's the one where you could probably see them thinking, yeah, maybe we could, whether it's to make some money out of them or whether it's, he could be, he could be their backup fullback quite. Quite possibly, maybe not, maybe now, but I think I think they'll leave yeah. him for a season. I think they'll the, it will probably be the summer. I would imagine when when we're going to this is when like they activate the clause now, isn't it? And like there's some rule in saying they can buy him out the transfer window and he goes back tomorrow. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I think this season should be fine. It was like when you put these clauses in, it is almost having them on like a glorified loan, isn't it? Really, um, but. You know, we'll see. We are, it's it's Sunderland, so I've no doubt that there'll be something that goes terribly wrong um, in all of this. I assume so, that's the whole risk of it. That's the only reason why we've managed to get these. Well, it is. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, then, and when they come in, you kind of understand that that's the risk. Unfortunately, you're having to take because of the situation that you're in, and they're going to come and do a wee job for you for a bit. But you know that that a million percent too good to play for us. But and I think I think I think people would be um, more peace with that if it was if, if the thought suddenly they were going to get into the Spurs team, for example. You just think, oh well, fair yeah. enough, you know, we'd want to do this. I think it's just the idea, this worry that seems to have swept over everybody is that they're, they're just going to do a sly one and come take them back yeah. and sell them on and make some money and have no intention whatsoever of them being. That would be the one. Yeah, I mean that would that would be the. I mean, obviously the player. The player surely as well has to agree to all of this, um, but yeah, that would be the thing. But I remember, you know, when the when the clauses were 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 put in, and when we signed them, when we signed Circuit, it was like if Spurs buy him back, then we've done something right, and some, we're obviously in a in a better position than we were when we signed them. Which, you know, when we were signing these players, this is the model, though. This is this is what they want. So, like, this is what this is what. This is how the club is ran. Um, so, you know, if if you're happy with that, if you're happy with the model and you're happy with what they're doing, then you're going to have to be happy. <laughs> well, not happy, but you're going to have to accept that these players are, are going to move on, um, yeah. admittedly, sooner than we'd like. Um, but if, if, you know, if you're happy with what Speakman's doing and what the, what the, the powers at the top of the club are, are doing, then you're going to have to accept that we're going to lose players that are good. And then, and then the I'm other not one. I am, well, but... no, no. Well, but this, but this is going to be the thing. But it's that's the be, thing. It's going to be interesting what the reaction is because, with respect, Sunderland aren't a Brentford, and I don't mean that to sound arrogant because Brentford are far better than us at the minute on the pitch and, and the way they run the club and stuff. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is this is brand new to their fans, and they're just enjoying the ride, and they've they've been accustomed to doing it this way because they're in the lower leagues, and lower league fans of lower league teams understand that that's generally what you need to do here. I mean, yeah, I've seen some kickoffs over 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 my years of spotting Sunderland, going back to when they sold Marco Capitini. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the reaction because the longer Ross Stewart goes out, sign a contract. Well, I don't. The, I, the more concerned yeah. I am about that. Well, yeah, like I don't like it. Like I don't like that we. I, I don't particularly like that we have to do this because I. I, I you know, I, I I agree. We're not. 
that isn't historically us. Like that's not what. But People this is, should this, want to come here, type thing. But that's a situation we're in. So if you know, if you're, yeah. if if people are, if people are, you know, saying that they're doing a good job and that's that's fine. You know, we've, we've had a great start of the season, etc. If if you're happy with that, then this is what it, this is what it's like. Um, so there's going to be division uh, as always, and there's going to be people happy with it. There's going to be people not happy with it. But that's just going to be while this models in place. This yeah. is what we're I, I guess it depends with. how much they're going to start reinvesting in it. So, for example, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just pulling this figure from 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 the air, right? Let's say some suddenly somebody offers 15 million quid for Ross Stewart, hmm. and then Speakman thinks, well, this is going to justify the model because we've went and picked him up for peanuts. We're going to sell him on for a huge profit. It would then depend how much of that money is going to then go yeah. back into the playing team because yeah. if they just use that money to just, oh, no, you know, we need this to pay a ticket off of stuff or whatever, and we're not going to reinvest it, then that's where there's going to be a problem. But we'll see. Let's let's try not uh, talk ourselves in a – let's try not make ourselves depressed <laughs> out there and speculate about <laughs> such things because uh, it's just a bit of a concern that's always, like, lingering in the background, I guess, isn't it? Well, let's just hope yeah. that he has a couple of terrible games and, and then he, no one will want to buy him. So <laughs> I just think he, he he's primed for somebody like a, a team who gets relegated with loads of parachute money to throw around. He's the ideal mm. kind of signing for somebody like that next season, isn't he? Yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed. Let's see. Let's see. Just, just let's not worry about it. Let's just enjoy him while we've got him. If he ever does return back to fitness, that is anyway. Um, right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll uh, have a little quick five, ten minutes on Blackburn. <laughs> Hi, it's Danny here from Rovers Chat, Black and Rovers podcast, YouTube channel, Twitter account, all that stuff covering the club, just like you do over on Sunderland. So obviously Tuesday night, Eddie Wood, uh, a big game for both sides, I think. Obviously Sunderland with Mowbray coming back kind of adds a bit more to it. You know, he did a good job at Ewood and I think it'll kind of add a bit of a, a bit of a fight to the game. But I thought some Blackburn season so far... Uh, Inconsistent kind of the way, but we're consistently inconsistent. You know, win-loss, win-loss. Uh, we won eight now, I believe, and lost seven. Or won seven and lost six, sorry, just off the top of my head. And it's just been a really strange season. We're really good one week, and then the next week we're really poor, and it's kind of frustrating, And but it's also good when that win comes again. So going off the trend, obviously, we'd expect to... A loss on Tuesday, but who knows what Rovers are like. They surprise you at the best moments. So we'll see about that. My hopes and expectations for the season are kind of, you know, if we kept this up all season, we'd be around where I think we'd all be really happy with 69 points. We'd be sat around the playoffs, not in them, but that's not what we expected. We expected a season of inconsistency and it's happened, just maybe not as much as we expected. My opinion on Sunderland as a football club is a massive club and you know I think everyone knows they're one of the biggest in the league if not the biggest and they should be a Premier League club but obviously all the turmoil that's gone on we've all seen Sunderland till I die and I'm sure you're all sick of it but you know they're a massive club and I think they'll get back where they belong in in the future maybe it's a few years away and maybe you know you'll undergo a bit of a transition period a bit of a period that you know, maybe results don't go as you need and a manager might have to change or anything. But I think 
you know, they're a massive club that deserve to be back in the Premier League and I'm sure it'll happen. I think Sunderland this year will finish about 12. Mowbray tends to have a bit of a drop-off uh, after Christmas. Obviously, he's just come in during the season, so that might be a bit different. But at Rovers, he seemed to always do well before Christmas and struggle afterwards. So I'd expect you to drop off uh, a little bit. Anyway, between 12th and 15th. Rovers players to watch now. Brereton Diaz is the obvious one everyone knows about. His Chilean, uh, his Chilean story, it's been plastered everywhere. Every media outlet's drained everything out of it, including ourselves, really. But... Uh, there's a lot more as well. Ryan Hedges, real talent, didn't start at Middlesbrough, so I'd expect him to start here. Tyler Morton in the field on Northern Liverpool, really talented player. A few comparisons to Thiago's playing style, uh, so you know he's been really good. Even at the back, Dom Hyam from Coventry on Loma, kind of the centre-back that Mowbray were always missing here, if that makes sense. And he's been a real, real, really good player since he joined him. You know, he's a real threat for both defensively and attacking really. There's a lot of talent in this side, it's just not clicked yet with a new manager, but we're patient, we know what's you know what to expect and you know fingers crossed it'll all come gone. My prediction for the match, I expect Rovers to dominate proceedings, not necessarily in terms of goals, but being the home side and knowing what Mobile's like, I think we'll try and dominate the play, try and outplay you almost and hit you early on. Whether that happens is a different story. I don't think it will. I think we'll draw actually. I think it'll be our first draw of the season, which I think we kind of want. We kind of just want to get rid of this win-loss, win-loss, and a draw would be perfect setup going into what looked like easy fixtures coming up. The song associated with Blackman the most is the obvious one's Wild Rover. You know, it's kind of played over the speaker at Ewood all the time, and I'd probably go Wild Rover. There's not too many that are... Uh, too many songs associated with us. If there's a song about being up and down and inconsistent, then that'd be our song summed up this year, but who knows. Thank you very much for having us on, really appreciate it. Good luck for the season, except for these two fixtures. And I never will play the wild no more and Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Welcome back to the Wiseman's Here podcast. We are back to the midweek games. Anybody making the trip down and across? No, I haven't got any holders left. I've, I've, I'm, I'm gone because I don't get as many awares now as I would like for obvious reasons. So I'm going to do. I'm driving. I have no money. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a, le- a lethal combination. Um, various lethal combinations. Reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to go to the harbour and watch it probably. Yeah. Yeah, I've put a, stuck a little bit of time in at work to go down. So, uh, I've never been been at Blackburn. I've never been there for years. No. Any, any overriding memories of Blackburn? Uh, I've been twice, I think, or maybe three times. I went uh, when we won under Keane, then uh, Cece and yeah. Jones scored, I think. Um, and then I went for bizarrely an FA Cup replay. On a web Tuesday night, like for no reason, really. Um, and I think I might have been again, but I can't. I can't remember. It's all right though. Yeah, I've seen us win and lose there. I think over the years we we lost in extra time in that cup replay. David Healy scored for us. Michael K played. I think David Healy scored. Michael, yeah, Michael K played right back. Yeah. Don't even, honestly, don't even know who that is. Nathan Luscombe came on. I know who Yeah, it was good. It was a good game, like was. He was. He was like people always say. Like I know Bolly used to always tell us that he was the one who everybody fancied at a younger age. Mm. Um, from that age group, he was meant to be the pick of the bunch. Mm. So yeah, don't know about there. Uh, I remember yeah, beating. I remember winning four nil one year. Nal Quinn scored a couple, I think, and Graham Souness was fuming at the end of the game. <laughs> With yeah, his players, with his players saying they made us, we made them look like Brazil today. So that was good. That was canny. Um, right. So Blackburn have this weird thing. Have you seen the a run of about thirteen games? A no draws. Uh, it's been win loss, win loss, win loss. Oh, is it? Did they win on Saturday? The one at Borough. Yeah. Oh, so, great. Oh, so well, um, it goes back. I think I've just counted. I think I'm right. Sorry, don't don't be pedantic. Correct as if you know, and you're listening. I think it's 13 games when I looked earlier. So, because I won the first three games of the season or something, um, right. or maybe even four, including the League Cup, and then and then they lost a couple. And then ever since then, it has been loss, win, loss, win, loss, win without fail for like 13 games. It's good that way. Well, I mean, if there's ever a team going to break that and yeah. let them yeah. win twice in a row again, yeah. it would be us. Yeah. <laughs> because going off that, um, Going off that um, mathematical suggestion and keeping with a symmetry, we would be due to win there. Going off that, but uh, at least it keeps you on yeah. your toes. Like there's nothing worse than the Jack Ross one run kind of continuation. Well, it'd be much better. Off. It. It's better, that, yeah. yeah. Right. It, it that is. It's mathematically it better. Like more exciting. Like <laughs> you go like you go like three games on beating and draw them all. Yeah. You might as well have lost two and won one in the, yeah. in the same oh, yeah. time. And, uh, and, uh, oh well. Um, what do we think in terms of uh, changes to the side and stuff? Because um, it's a winning team after all, but it's still, you know, going to be interesting to see which way it goes. We yeah. all sat here before the Swansea game and said, "Oh, playing away might help us because um, we can mm. get them on the counter." But you know, it didn't work that day. Nothing of the sort happened. Um, but uh, Corey Evans back, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I think he, well, he's going to play, isn't he? Surely, yeah, he, he has to. to. Um, he's got to. I think he plays. Um, 
I'd be tempted to start with the team that started the second half with Evans in it, uh, maybe for Dan Neal. Mm. I think that's a logical choice. I think just. Oh, no, I don't, I don't like that. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> it doesn't fit very well. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, like, there's arguably not loads to choose at the minute between Neil and Embleton, but the fact that Embleton's got himself a goal, yeah. that, should, that should be enough, really. Because that's, yeah. that's what you're there for, getting assists and goals. Yeah, he, he did play really well at the weekend, but I think with both of them, like you said, they're very similar and they both have the same element of blowing hot and cold and preferring one over the other. Um, like you said, when you're scoring, it's got to go in your favour. I thought Neil was good on Saturday, mind. I thought he had a good game. Um, but I, yeah, I think Evans has to play. They're obviously they're a decent side. Um, mm. It just gives you that element of control in the middle if Evans is playing. Um, and yeah, I think Neil's the one that comes out. I'd, I'd believe I'd play Ahmad up front. Um, I thought he played well the second half, as I've said. Um, and I'd, I'd take Gooch out of the team and I'd, I'd go with how that finished. I even think that from what I was watching at times, Sometimes you think Pritchard, sometimes every now and then looks a bit lost, but he always does more than a lot of people and ends up getting you somewhere. With a free kick in, like, didn't he? he yeah, exactly. Like sometimes it's like, sometimes you think, wait, this isn't 100% his game, but he's always everywhere and he never, ever gives in. And it's, it's interesting to think about kind of who would you take out even just for like a bit of a rest and stuff, but I would still play Pritchard where I can maybe take him off a bit earlier. Um, even though he seems to gun a bit ape when, when he does get taken off before 70 minutes when it happens. He's, but, got, a bit, he's um, got too much quality to leave out, hasn't he? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Like, there's sometimes you go, oh, like, you're playing every game, bless you. Um, but you, you couldn't not put him straight in. Yeah. I think so. It's it's hard, really, because when you agree with people about what the team's going to be, there's not a lot of debate, is no. there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll disagree if you want. I'll say something stupid. Yeah. I think the Lions come back into some decent form, like for in terms of I know it's like he scored two own goals this season, hasn't he, and stuff like that. But he always comes back and he just seems so steady and he seems like a really a decent rock around the side is one of those um consistently as well so some of his reactions after we'd won with like Sergan and stuff like that um was quite a nice thing to say to be fair and Danny Bart again is just he's just another level of just he makes yeah, me he's... feel so calm and comfortable compared to anyone else on that pitch probably I'd say he's uh he's like excellent me he's just like so cool and solid and I want to be his pal. <laughs> I think he'd be pretty sound, like. Yeah. No, it, I think. Go on, sorry. No, no, I was, I was, I wasn't going to say anything. Really, <laughs> I was going to make some noises. I think. <laughs> did, did, so, when Lyndon Gooch come off, was that an injury? Because I'm reading that Morbray said he's unlikely to play. Yeah, he got a knock in the first half. Um, he got like wiped out. I think I can't really remember. I had quite a lot of drinks. So he stumble across his biathlon <laughs> almost. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he will. Do <laughs> he that. praised the manager. Like, really, was forced. No, to because he still. Well, no, because he could have just. No, because he brought Ahmad on. So, like, he could no, have I just. So if you're going to be a smart ass about it, Goldsmith. 
Um, It'd be kind of if I had a half decent referee, to be fair, who can judge things with his own human eyes. Well, yeah, but Embleton, you know, hmm, might not have been in the discussion mm. for the team on Tuesday. Yeah, so, good point. Good point. Uh, but, uh, um, I, just in general, though, like I think about referees and that people were saying, oh, at least to me, might be a bit better in the championship referees. And like, I've never known a profession in my life where there's literally no consequences for being. Yeah, it's mad. Like, yeah, it is mad. I think it's it. I don't, I think. I don't think they're any better, and I think the game's faster, so they're actually worse. Yeah, I think so, they're, I think they're worse. I do think they're um, worse. And I don't think they're good in the Premier League either. I don't think it makes a blind bit of difference in a way. Like if you if you worked in a call center or something like that, and you would like oh, yeah. go on this bad on like your quality assurance or your KPIs or something like that, you'd be at the door before you could see middle management or something. It's just like oh. Oh no! Keep crack on. Keep going next week. See you then. Like there's just no such a strange, strange profession, and it's just something like it's weird that like you can pay all the money you want to go watch the football, and you still just have to put up with someone who's quite a key role in the game, just like being complete shiting. But it is. Like, oh well, it it's is. What it is. so <laughs> true. Like in football, like odd. football is like the total anomaly for that. Like it's just managers are the same. You just go and do an abysmal job. Get sacked with loads of money and then just go Huddersfield and be their manager. Right, right. I'll just manage them now. Right. And I don't think anyone does it. Like, do football clubs ever ask for like references? Like, when the manager applies for a new job, can we have a reference from like Bolton? Like, you say what you're actually like, or do they just go, oh, yeah, you've managed before? Well, I said Um, Phil Parkinson had good references, if you remember where they appointed him. But Phil Parkinson is a massive loser. Like, like, I don't I don't know. I've just remembered that Wrexham documentary now and I want to tear my eyes out again. <laughs> the, the abysmal programme that was. He's going to be asking. Yeah, he's going to be asking for like a part and it's always sunny. Like, he actually comes it. across reasonably well. It's just, I, I really, str- I, I managed to sit through all of them and like, it's so, like, I, I just want them to lose every game, to be honest. <laughs> And they drew with Blythe on Saturday as well. So, yeah. South Shields won as well, didn't they, the weekend? Beat Scunthorpe. Yeah. Mm. You know what would happen if we were in League One? Well, yeah, you've, you've, not even Gateshead are there as well. Gateshead. Shields away. Yeah, you've got Shields and Gateshead floating around. It's not what you want, is it? Oh, Shields, Shields at home would have been... I don't think I would have gone. I wouldn't have gone. Because, you know, exactly what it would have been like. Mm. And the sort of away fans that you'd have got at that game. That's an interesting dynamic, though, because it's a mixture, isn't there? Oh, yeah, but you know, for a fact that all the mag ones would turn up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really strange, because then the Sunderland ones would singing about the Sunderland then, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe they'd be in the Shales end. Because it's bought Shields. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? Maybe one for Craig. Well, I was going to say, maybe get Craig Clark a past comment on, on the situation. Where he's half and half Shields and Sun on top. Yeah. <laughs> the Sun and then. They're like a mixture of half and half Mag Shields tops and half and half Sun and Shields tops. Do they have to have like two away ends? Yeah. have like an away end for like. <laughs> Shields and Sunland and Shields and Newcastle and then like just Shields. 
Kicking off and yeah, kicking off in our end. I actually just support Shields. Well, I support Shields and Newcastle, and I support Shields in Sunderland. So you have to have like a segregated away end in various parts of the Premier Conference. See now, you know, you you, and you you were saying this was a bad thing. I want to say this happened now. Yeah, but it wouldn't happen, would it? Like, no, they wouldn't. But I would be fascinated to see what the dynamics. I would be fascinated to see what the dynamics would be like in in, in that support. Get all pissed one night and then just be like, you know what, I've got an right. idea. What we should <laughs> do know. is we need to get relegated, and then <laughs> or or Shields make it to round three, which you know, admittedly, is unlikely. I would say, uh, but yeah, let's see. Let's see. We've we've. Uh... Definitely meandered off on something there, but uh, I think once we pretty much agreed what we would like the team to be against Blackburn after about 30 seconds, there wasn't really much else we could say. We've acknowledged that weird run run of games after 13 games. Anybody else got anything on Blackburn they want to particularly share? Um, no, not really. Uh, no. no, I always think it's funny when uh, the Premier League years comes up and um, Shearer and uh, that other mag combined it's to be the mags. No, it's not. It's um, it it, it, it was it wasn't Sutton. It was Shearer plays in a mag. Stephen will know your mags. Um, I just I just heard in my head like Shearer in the arsenal. Yeah, it was. Um, he came off the bench. He's caught. You know who it is. I can't remember what it's called, but and it it, it ends their title hopes. Oh, that was um, Graham Fenton. Graham Fenton, yes, yes. former Shields manager, of yeah, course. Yeah, so there to we bring go. it back around, to bring uh, it back around to that, yeah. Yeah. Wonder what away end he'll have been in. Yeah. Shea was sacked it off that day, you know. He so didn't want to he so didn't want to help stop that title challenge by Newcastle. He got the assist. And then, well, my memory of it was as a kid. Maybe I just didn't like him that much. So just I decided because he didn't score, that's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember the post match interview with Fenton afterwards, well funny. Really funny. Mm. Said, like, do you ever think you'd be able to go back to Newcastle? He was like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, I'm just doing my job, though. You know what I mean? Where he's right. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> just in a silly accent. Yeah, it was great. Happy days. Happy days, though, as well. The first team by the league, really, Blackburn. Yeah. Before others followed, which is sad, yeah. isn't it? Let's, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, there goes your Blackburn preview. Probably the Good that way. worst preview ever done by anybody. Well, I mean, you don't want us to take you don't want us to take an accolade from you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we gave it a good go anyway. Um, well, Sims is back in training. Um, won't be too long, hopefully. We could stop having that complaint, or if we go and win again. Um, We'll put we'll put Matt's theory to the test <laughs> to see if uh, he's actually just going to leave the strikers on the bench. It's we'll good that we've spent we spent the last ten minutes talking about the potential for having three away ends if we played Shields <laughs> at all, and then you've just ended the pod with, "Well, Sims is back." Yeah, so, uh, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, something that might have been worthwhile to have a conversation about. Pod name definitely has to be three away ends. Oh yeah, okay, right, yeah. Right, gone, D- done. Done. Consider it done. Right. Okay. Well, um, I'll, uh, yeah, looking forward, to, looking forward to going away much. So I was gonna, I was gonna say something ridiculous and stop myself. Yeah. Um, I'll be back on Thursday. Yeah, you will be with uh, Tom or whoever. Yeah. To look ahead at the weekend. So, right. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs>
podcast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.